Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on December 17th, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Siggy Helgeson with a gospel reading. I invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel. And today, we will be singing uh, part of the gospel reading, Mary's Magnificat, from the Holden, Holden Evening Prayer Service. So when we get to that point, uh, please join in with the song. This is the gospel according to Luke, chapter 1, beginning at verse 39. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My three months, and then returned to her home. The Gospel of our Lord. May be seated. A song can be powerful. A song can move us. A song can fill us with joy. Think about all the great music that we are blessed with here at St. Mark's. The beautiful hymns, the praise songs, the children's sweet voices singing in the, in the children's program. Now, music can move us even to tears. When a familiar hymn or carol is sung, I think of Abide With Me at a funeral, or Morning Cry at a baptism, or Silent Night on Christmas Eve with candlelight. Yes, songs can move us and motivate us and lift our spirits even in the midst of sorrow and despair. Whether it's singing our stories together, singing our faith as we worship, even singing in protest, a song can be powerful. From our first morning cry 
Even while in utero, we can learn lullabies that are sung to us and form in our earliest memories. And children can learn uh, through songs, like as one would learn the alphabet, singing the ABCs. And then all the way to our last days, when the memory remembers little else, the words of a song can still linger in our memories. As someone once said to me about the power of a song, she said, you know, no one goes home humming the sermon. <laughs> Guess that's true. Yes, a song can be powerful. And Mary sang a song. Well, it doesn't actually say that she sang it in our translation, but there is good argument to believe that much of Luke's first two chapters are recalling songs sung by the early Christian community to remember the events that are later recorded in the gospel. Literally, singing the stories of the faith. So we have this song of Mary, often referred to as the Magnificat, which is the Latin for that first word, magnify. And there have been many versions of her words put to music, beautiful melodies. But it is in the words that the song finds its power. Martin Luther wrote in his commentary on Mary's song, Here, the tender mother of Christ teaches us with her words and by the example of her experience how to know, love, and praise God. Well, what was Mary's experience? You know, we don't really know a lot about Mary, but what we do know comes mainly from Luke's gospel. We know she was a young woman, and during this time period, rules were really strict about women who became pregnant and were not married. According to the law, they could be killed. So perhaps that's the reason that she left town so quickly after discovering that she was with child, as the angel had said. And she went to see her cousin Elizabeth, whom she had heard from the angel was also with child. She, who had been barren, was now six months pregnant, and in her old age, it was a miracle. Perhaps she would find some solace and safety there with her cousin. Well, Mary's instincts were right, because the minute they met, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy. She must have felt him do a full jump and kick, right on cue. And Elizabeth understands the meaning of this visit even before Mary speaks it. How blessed is she to have the mother of her Lord visit her. Mary is also blessed by Elizabeth to have the message of the angel confirmed that yes, Yes, she is carrying the Lord, the one who will deliver Israel, the Savior, the promised one. How difficult it must have been for Mary those first few months to even grasp what was happening. 
let alone believing that she had been chosen for such a role in God's divine plan. It's thought that Mary would have been quite young, just barely a teenager. So what a relief it must have been to be with someone who understood, who she could share this secret with, and who also was going through a pregnancy for the first time, and who was also at risk as many women often are who go through pregnancy and childbirth. Elizabeth herself knew ridicule and shame over not being able to conceive, as children were a sign of God's blessing and so important to carry on that family name and legacy. Many women were cast aside by their husbands and shamed if they could not conceive because, well, after all, they were to blame. And at the other end, if you were a woman who did not conceive, I mean, who did conceive, but without a legal husband, the consequences were dire. Women were often at the mercy of their ability for reproduction, and the timing better be right. So Mary found in Elizabeth a companion in their shared miracle babies. And what a relief that must have been for her not to have to explain, to be able to share her news freely, and not to have to wonder about the reaction. Finally, someone who understands all of it. No wonder Mary burst forth in song, magnifying, glorifying the Lord, rejoicing, not only for what God has done for her, but for what God will do for her people, for Israel, and out of the mouth of a poor, young, pregnant, not yet married, Middle Eastern Jewish woman comes these prophetic words, spoken by prophets before her, the longing for a deliverer, a savior, one who would bring about the justice and the mercy they'd been waiting for, echoed now in Mary's words, God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry with good things, and sent the rich away empty, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. So what about her posture? Do you ever think about that, how she sang this? Well, Mr. Cooper, as he's known by the children's choir, will often speak to the kids about posture and how to stand and sing out. And I wonder what Mary's posture was like as she sang her song. You know, I think we often have this image of a beautifully adorned Mary singing her lovely Magnificat to a sweet melody. But what if we imagine her singing in her plain, traveling clothes, dusty from the journey, with sweat still clinging to her, shouting it out at the top of her lungs, magnifying the Lord, rejoicing in her finding favor with God, with her belly out, filling her lungs. Mary sings out, full-throated, with the beat of a drum in her heart. That this baby, this baby she was carrying, he would deliver. He would bring justice with mercy 
He would fulfill the promise. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he will. And she sings out against the darkness. She rages against the injustice her people have suffered under the Romans. Not just praise, but also protest in her song. Like the songs sung in so many protests during the civil rights movement to today, we will overcome. We will overcome. And Mary sings her song, It Won't Be Long Now. It Won't Be Long. Oh, my siblings in Christ, don't we need to hear that song today? Dear church, don't we need to sing her song into our own darkness, into the despair that plagues our world, to sing the love of God into all the hate? to speak of the hope of the one who delivers with justice and acts with mercy, to sing a song of protest against the wars and terror in the world, and sing of the Prince of Peace, a Savior who comes as a baby, born of a young, poor, Middle Eastern Jewish woman named Mary, who said yes who believed the promise despite her doubts and fear, who gave birth under the roof of a stable in a land occupied by Roman oppressors and sang her songs to her sweet baby, who grew up to be that deliverer, the promised one, the savior of the world. Mary sang her song in a dark time, not unlike our own, where there's political turmoil and hate and divisions and the heartbreak of war, as well as our own griefs and sorrows to carry. So what gives us hope? What brings us joy? Perhaps Mary's song can remind us of the hope that we have in her baby of the joy that comes from singing the songs. Look around. Look and see this community of believers. We need each other to be reminded of the hope that we have in Christ, to be reminded that we, like Mary, are bearers of Christ, to sing songs of faith together, songs to move us, to lift our spirits to bring us hope and joy. Dear siblings in Christ, with a song in our heart, let us be that hope for one another and for the world. As Elizabeth was for Mary and Mary for Elizabeth, let us sing courageously, full-throated, with our bellies out, our songs of faith. May we sing with the joy and fearlessness of Mary, our Magnificats, for the Lord has come. So let us rejoice. Emmanuel is here with us, and he will deliver. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.